myself. My name is Bond. James Bond is looking at you, kid. The force will be with you always. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're gonna need a bigger boat. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need. Guess who's back? Back again. Back while it's back. Tell your friends, for real. Tell your friends. Tell your friends we're back. They said that we wouldn't be back. They said that we wouldn't be back. They said it could never be done. It could never be done again, they said. Steven and John cannot come back. They cannot come back and talk about movies on this podcast that they love. But here we are. Talking about movies in this week's episode that we don't love, and well, we are going to talk about one that I love. But we're back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Steven Saria, and I'm joined by my co host, John Keg. John, say what's up. What up? What up? It feels good to be back, back in the does, uh, behind the mic and shit. It does feel good. Feels feels like I'm back home. Yeah. Uh, so my mic, my Yeti mic that I've recorded the past, I don't know, like 30 something podcast episodes on, uh, broke literal hours before we recorded this and I could not find the cable. Like it was the cable that broke that connects from the mic to the PC. I could not find the cable to, uh, like to buy a new one. I have to order one on Amazon. So I'm on a headset. So if I sound like any different, my bad, I guess. It's all good, man. It's all good. We can uh we can make it work and I, you know, there there are bigger podcasts out there with with lesser equipment. So I There are bigger podcasts, but there are no better podcasts. Okay. In my opinion, my okay. opinion, at least my opinion. So pretty big year so far damn we've missed a lot of shit <laughs> oh dude there's been there's been some good ass movies that have come out that we haven't um, God damn and it on. makes me sad it makes me sad that we didn't talk about them uh when they came up uh but eventually i know we will talk about them especially towards the end of the year episodes um because those movies that i do want to talk about will guaranteed be on my end of year list, like my top 10 list, uh, everything everywhere all at once will most likely finish at my number one. I don't want to put anything in stone, but it was just that good. Uh, the Northman is uh, another one, uh, the Batman, another one. And uh, a lot of movies coming out this week or that came out last week that I, I still haven't gotten around to seeing, uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth is one of them. Uh, Marcel the Shell with the shoes on is is another one that's not playing anywhere near me and it kind of upsets me but a lot of stuff that we missed we're going to get around to it eventually and a lot of cool stuff to look forward to we're looking to release two episodes this week so this one that you're hopefully listening to right now and then an Obi-Wan finale and season recap which we will bless you all with towards the end of this week but you know, enough talking about the future and the past. Let's talk about this week's episode. We're going to try to fit in three discussions on this one. 
we're going to talk about some Lightyear, some Jurassic World Dominion, and I do want to talk about Top Gun Maverick because I think it deserves to be talked about. So you all know the drill, and if you don't, we're going to review each and every one of these movies for you, spoiler-free at first. And then we're going to go into some light spoilers, nothing crazy, for each and every single one of them. They will be tagged on the episode bio below, so you could skip ahead, skip back, rewind, fast forward, doesn't matter. Uh, but let's start. Uh, John, what did you think about Lightyear? I'm going to grant you four minutes to be off planet, but then you come right back to us. To infinity. And beyond. Um, Lightyear, so... Walking out of it, I, I I very much enjoyed it. Um, you know, now that I've been able to sit on it and, and really think about it and let it, you know, muster and then and, and, and just kind of sit with me. Um, I do kind of realize that it's probably on the lower tier of Pixar movies. So now, is this Pixar or is this like a Disney animation? Because, like, I, I, I'm having a hard time lumping this in with a Pixar uh, group of movies. Because it doesn't really feel like I, like a Pixar movie. Well, like, what makes you say that? I mean, I guess to me the main thing is even if Pixar movies are bad, which there aren't many of them that are bad, I think I would only say... I wouldn't even say any Pixar movie is outright bad, but even if uh, the ones that are less good than others still have at least some sort of heart to it, uh, I just didn't think Lightyear had that sort of heart. And to me, it just sort of felt like a Disney animation production that had some oversight from the Pixar team. Now, I could be completely wrong. I could be, I could be talking shit. But that's just how I found. I'm not 100% sure on the situation. So hopefully somebody who's listening can can uh, enlighten us on that. Uh, maybe it was 50-50. Uh, who knows? In my opinion, it didn't really feel that way. Yeah, I, 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 I can definitely tell by the feel of what you, what you mean. Um, I don't know. I, you know. I enjoyed it for what it was. I actually think, and I, I don't know if you agree with me, but I actually think that the first act of the movie is by far the strongest the first act okay i think that that the it gets the emotions the feel uh you know you start to to like buzz's character a lot and then you start seeing the struggles afterwards Mm -hmm. um but i think the first act was was very strong the second act kind of loses you a little bit um and i get you know that they were trying to have hard not whole... to talk about it without spoilers. Yeah, I'm trying oh, to like, we'll, dance we'll try, around we'll it. Try. But like, there's there's a theme. Do you know what I mean? How every Pixar, every Disney movie has a theme to it, and I it was like they were trying to push that theme a little too much to the point where I was getting kind of bored with the movie during the second act. But it picks back up again in the third, and um, and I think that they were able to nail it. Um, you know, is it the best story? Is it the best movie? Definitely not. Um, but I, you know, I, I thought it was a good Pixar movie and I totally buy Chris Evans, by the way, 
like you know tim allen is my buzz but i thought chris evans was was a great you know interpretation of the movie buzz yeah uh i like chris evans in the role i thought he he did fine he had some pretty big uh shoes to fill you know uh imagine somebody coming in during like a woody prequel like some red dead redemption type shit and then it's like somebody trying to live up to tom hanks uh so he had some pretty big shoes to fill i thought he did fine i could definitely see him as buzz in this movie and sort of well yeah i'm not gonna say anything else but the movie was okay in my opinion it like you said, the first act started off really, really strong. I thought it did a lot of really cool things with the sort of idea of time and fulfillment and uh, quote-unquote completing one's mission. And I, I hate to say it, but like, like you could tell that the movie, I think, gets a lot of uh, inspiration from Interstellar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like, like especially that first act. Yeah, a, a lot of the actual like sci-fi elements of this movie are actually pretty good. But then it's once you sort of start getting once the the plot starts really moving and you start getting introduced to this new sort of gang of heroes, I think the movie starts to lose its steam. I think this is really the first Disney slash Pixar movie. I've seen in a while actually that feels explicitly aimed at children. Now I can go back. I'm thinking along the lines of like recent Pixar releases. I have not seen Turning Red yet, so I'm going to exclude that. But Soul, uh, Luca, uh, even Encanto, which I wasn't the biggest fan of, but uh, um, Raya and the Last Dragon. These are all like kids' movies, but. They carried a lot of sort of adult themes and took itself a little bit more seriously than this movie sort of does. Um, and I'm not saying that this movie is all like laughs and joking around, but I guess the humor feels more lowbrow in this movie than it does in the other ones. I feel like the themes aren't as heavy. And I mean, I get it. Look, like you know you got to make you got to make movies for the kids and stuff but it just feels odd that recent disney and pixar movies are so good at hitting both target audiences and then you sort of have this movie that just sort of feels like a cash grab capitalizing off of you know toy story and trying to sell this new era of toy story and buzz lightyear to a new generation of kids and to be quite honest you know, again, I, I, I could be, you know, spewing garbage, but I don't know how much a character like Buzz Lightyear in this movie would resonate with a new generation of kids. And I, I felt that way leaving the movie. And John, you told me today that Jurassic World Dominion outgrossed Lightyear this week. So Jurassic World Dominion's second week in the box office outgrossed Lightyear's first week. Now... Jurassic World and Jurassic Park, they are not titles to sort of be trifled with. And Dinosaurs are Dinosaurs. They will sell tickets until the end of time. But 
this is Disney and Pixar we're talking about. So, you know, yeah. it's it's kind of jarring, you know? Especially since Jurassic World is getting terrible reviews. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, I actually was very shocked to see that. I, um... I thought Jurassic World this second week was in fall flat. Uh, but, you know, the, the dinosaurs, man. <laughs> the, the, yeah, I mean, dinosaurs are cool as shit. I, I'll go... I'll watch any movie that has a dinosaur in it. Honestly, like... I was planning, like, once I saw the reviews and, you know, I saw people that I know, like, were, like, shitting on the movie on Jurassic World, um, you know, I, I didn't even, I was not even going to waste my time. Like, I, I think Lightyear is a better movie. I, that's why I was a little sad to see that Lightyear came out second. I, I mean, mean not, not that it deserves, you know to make a lot of money and to, to be this huge thing. But I, I thought Lightyear was probably a little bit more creative. Um, oh, oh, if we're talking about better movies, like Lightyear is like Citizen Kane compared to Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it makes Jurassic World Dominion... Like, Lightyear is like Jurassic Park compared to fucking Jurassic World Dominion. Like, yeah. it, it, it's not even close, but we'll get to that when we get there. Um... So back to Lightyear, I thought it was fine. I have my issues with it. I didn't. I found the humor very lowbrow. I don't really think any of the jokes landed with me. No, you know what's yeah. Like what I wanted to bring up was they brought in Taika Waititi, who has this you know huge personality. He's hilarious in everything he does and voices. Like he was a voice in Rick and Morty. Um, he's isn't he's, Rick and Morty. Yeah, he was. Um, I don't know. I don't watch that shit. So uh, I forgot the character's name. He was like in an episode or two, but you know he's in the MCU as Korg. Um, he's funny, man. Like, Taika Waititi. Like if you watch I an mean, interview, what we what we do in the what we do in the shadows and and what Hunt we for do the in the Wilder shadows. People, Jojo Rabbit are all amazing. Jojo Rabbit's another yeah, one. Yeah, we're like, huge. We're huge fans of Taika on the show. He was actually gonna come on today. He couldn't make it though. <laughs> um, Taika's hysterical, man, and like I feel like it was a wasted role, like. Yeah, definitely. He I feel like they could have gotten to, anybody. To, yeah, they could have had anybody for that role. It was it was wasted. It wasn't funny. Um, you know, I think that he probably tried his best to bring as much humor as he could to it. But, I mean, I don't... I guess I, I'm assuming that the uh, script just wasn't all there for him. Again, like, I just think it was just targeted for kids, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, the movie itself was targeted to sell toys, make money... Get kids invested in Buzz Lightyear and probably Toy Story again. So they were like, whatever, let's just make a cool sort of movie for the kids with explosions and lasers and and spaceships. And they just, I feel like Taika Waititi kind of like owed someone a favor. And he was just like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go into the studio for like a week. Sure, why not? Collect a paycheck I mean, and leave. Yeah, that or they just threw a bag at him, at him and Chris Evans and... and- you know kiki palmer and they were like here fucking here's all this money and we want you to voice these characters i mean everybody else is like yeah not really known james brolin is up there but he's like 80 something uh um, you know bill haters in this movie right as who <laughs> he's the rookie in the beginning of the movie <laughs> <laughs> that's bill Hader. he has like two well, lines that's good that's good no yeah i mean just you know, to kind of sum all sum it all up in the uh, non-spoiler section. I mean, you know, thought it was good. 
the more I sat on it, the more I disliked it. But I, you know, I don't, I don't dislike the movie. I, I think it's good. I think you know, if if you're looking to watch something with your kids, it's a good movie to go watch with your kid. Um, you know, you're not gonna be mind blown. <laughs> you know, because a lot of people yeah. are comparing it to Interstellar. I keep seeing it on TikTok. I keep seeing it on uh on Twitter and Instagram. They're like, oh, this is like Pixar's Interstellar, and I get where <laughs> you're trying to come from. I get, I get what you're saying, but it's not. <laughs> They're gonna have the scene with like Buzz crying in the in the cockpit. <laughs> He's like watching videos and shit. Yeah, I mean it's it does have a similar feel to the in the first act, but yeah, it's. I um, mean, I do see. I oh, I definitely see the similarities. It's just, it's just funny. I mean, yeah. uh, I guess like you said to sort of wrap up my thoughts. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's okay. I don't know if I would really go out of my way to watch it again unless I was watching with like, like a little kid or something like that like a son or a daughter or a niece or a nephew um would i watch a sequel probably i watch just about anything to be quite honest but it's kind of hard to say whether or not i would recommend it like i mean i guess i would recommend it because it's not bad but don't expect to get blown away yeah so I mean, I guess that wraps up our spoiler-free section. We could talk about spoilers uh, very quickly. Um, so, spoiler section for Lightyear starting right now. If you have not seen it, go ahead and skip ahead to whatever other part of the podcast you want to listen to. So, that shit when he's like out in space for like 60 years is pretty sad. Yeah. it's That's it's definitely kinda... where the interstellar sort of... Uh, like yeah. comparison comes from that show was kind of sad bro yeah it, it's kind of depressing if you think about it um but um you know it, it's good and it, it kind of it was a twist that i didn't really see coming which is funny because like if you kind of think about it like it's it's pretty obvious um but yeah, i think if you see the trailers you knew something like that had to come at one point the only thing was that I that I had in my mind was knowing, you know, a little bit of the Toy Story lore, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. You know, having seen Toy Story two, there's that one scene with with Zerg and Buzz, and he's like, "I am your father," and Buzz is like, "No." So, I had it in my mind going into the movie, like, "Oh, Zerg's gonna probably be his dad or some shit." Um, but no, that wasn't the case. But they did they did kind of uh, mess with us a little bit in that one, right when on the reveal scene where he was like, "Dad." Oh, yeah, yeah, I did catch that. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, because when he did come out, I was like, oh, it's going to be his dad or something like that. I was not expecting old Buzz, actually, so that was kind of, that was yeah. like a kind of neat sort of twist. That is definitely 100% not the real Zerg, though, in my opinion. Well, I think it, okay, did you stay for the post-credits? Yes, I did. You watched all three of them? Yes, I did. So the ending I mean, when his like thing lights up, like his suit lights up when he's floating in space. Yeah, I, don't I think mean for that's those him, for those listening, if if you didn't see that scene, it just shows uh, Zerg's not dead. He's like floating in space, and his his suit you know lights up, and it kind of just shows you that he's still alive. And the sequel will probably be about him, um, you know, getting revenge on Buzz. Um, Bro, I don't think that's the real Zerg. I'm telling you, I don't think that's the real Zerg. And honestly, you might be onto something because you know they did didn't they mention how old buzz found yes he found that technology. technology 
And I think in the show, you you watched the like the OG Buzz Lightyear yeah, like show, 2001 right? Space Rangers. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So Zerg in that show is from the sector in space that they fly to at the end of this movie. Oh. So they for sure teased that. Like on pur- that was for sure done on purpose. I don't think this is the real Zerg, dude. I don't think. I mean, that's fine with me. Like, if this is if he acquired this technology, um, you know, by stealing it or or whatever it is, like that's fine. And you know, maybe a sequel where old Buzz and, and young Buzz team up and and have to defeat the real Zerg. That that could be cool. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what the future holds. I don't. I don't even know if I want a sequel. But if they make yeah, it, yeah, we're I, for sure gonna get one. Like, yeah, that's I mean, they teased in my it. Opinion. They teased it, so you know. I actually, I don't know. I mean, the movie's not making too much money. Oh yeah, I, I want to see. I wonder where it's gonna finish at at the end of this week. I am curious to see that. Um, I don't think it's gonna lose money by any means, but I definitely can see this movie not living up to expectations. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah, I mean that's really about it with the spoilers. Um, you know. Yeah, it's not really much to talk about. To be the time, honest. the time traveling in the first act, I thought was great. Um, was a nice, cool twist to the story, and had that's another thing that you could compare to Interstellar. Yeah. Um, I thought that scene at the end where uh, he ejects from the ship and like the wings come out of the suit, I thought that was pretty cool. That was I. I that that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I was waiting for the I was waiting for the wings to come out like the entire time, and I was like, all right, that's that's a pretty cool way to do that. Yeah, th- there was definitely a lot of little Easter eggs to the um to you know probably all four of the Toy Stories, um you know oh yeah when two. when he and when he said uh there's like a bunch of lines in the movie where he says voice lines yeah like from the from original the toy. toy Stories I was doing I did like the Leo DiCaprio pointing meme every time he said one of those like <laughs> sat up in my chair I was like he said the thing yeah like you know the one where he was like Star Command why won't they answer yeah like, and he's like he's like you're mocking me aren't you yeah i was like yeah let's go yeah th- th- those little things i i can appreciate you know being like a diehard toy story fan i mean you know oh we've, yeah i've yeah. watched these movies since we were little kids um but yeah i mean but uh light i thought was was good i you know like i said it's a lower tier pixar movie um you know like th- there's a few pixar movies that i haven't seen like like i don't even think i've seen cars 2 which i hear is horrible um didn't they make their own dinosaur pixar movie yeah it's uh the good dinosaur i haven't seen that one either and i heard that one's not great um it's okay it's yeah than cars 2 at least okay um yeah so like you know if i were to make a list it's on the bottom half I'll, i can definitely guarantee that um shit if i were to make a list this would probably be bottom two in my opinion i prefer good dinosaur over this i prefer you prefer good dinosaur over this i've heard that movie sucks it doesn't suck in my opinion i think there's a lot to like i think it has more heart uh and it has better emotional beats to it than than this movie does um it is close though it is close okay but it's definitely bottom tier Pixar, like borderline, almost like worst. Okay, I love the Cars franchise, so like, I kind of don't want to leave Cars two last, but I might have to. Okay, let me ask you this, because people are talking now, like, oh, are we gonna get 
like origin stories for other characters in Toy Story. You know, like Woody. <laughs> Would you be down for that? No, that's so stupid. <laughs> what if they made like a you know super old Western type of Pixar movie, like a Clint Eastwood movie, but with Woody? Oh my, okay, that would be fire. Okay, okay, that would okay, be okay. badass. That, that would be pretty sick. That would be pretty sick. I take that back. But then once you start getting into like, like it's a slinky dog origin and like a ham, and like a fucking Mr. Potato Head, and it's like, oh come on. But like a Woody. <laughs> Woody could be cool. I mean it. Yeah, and he has a could. horse. He has Jesse. Like, there's so many. There's so much lore there. You mean Bullseye? Bullseye, yeah. And uh, uh, the prospector. I mean, yeah. There's a lot. Honestly, of, there's a bro, lot of lore there, man. They could do it. Honestly, I would dig it if it wasn't. If it like kind of took itself seriously, like not too seriously to the point where it's like trying to be like a this like Oscar-winning drama, but if it like. If it took itself more seriously than Lightyear, honestly, bro, I could see it working. I think you got to cool. bring back Tom Hanks. Yeah, I think Tom Hanks is irreplaceable. Like I, I like Tim Allen. Don't get me wrong, iconic. Yeah, but One he doesn't best... come. Tom Hanks doesn't come with the PR baggage that Tim Allen comes with nowadays. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Tom Hanks the other day was like, you know, yelling at the paparazzi because they like tripped his wife or something. Um, oh yeah! Everybody yeah, yeah. on Twitter and TikTok were defending him though. So you know, Tom Hanks is—he's uh, good in everyone's eyes. I mean, yeah, fuck it. I'll take a Woody prequel I would, movie. I'll say this. I'll end it on this. I would rather that style of Woody movie than the Buzz Lightyear movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, absolutely, absolutely. And I'll say this too: Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, the show, probably better than the movie. Oh, 100 oh 100 that show is that show is iconic they they built some good lore in there man they could have they could have stole a ton of it you could tell that it's completely different than than the movie um should just use like the same characters yeah i'd be down. they should just I'd... mash like three or four episodes together and just release that as a movie i mean maybe the sequels you know we never know <laughs> um actually we did get a rex uh origin movie a what? The Rex. The oh, Rex. Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's called Jurassic Park. Which result? And then we got, and then we got five other shitty sequels, which <laughs> led us to Jurassic World Dominion, yeah. which is probably the worst one of them all. Uh, you know, um, now I guess now that we're jumping into Jurassic World, I all right, actually... so, Ju- so Jurassic World Dominion spoiler-free review starting right now. Baby raptor? I made a promise we would bring her home. You made a promise to a dinosaur. Yeah. Why? So before I even give my thoughts on Dominion, Jurassic World, um, you know, I, I made a list on Letterboxd um, ranking the Jurassic Park movies from best to worst. And I had a hard time figuring out if this was the worst movie of the franchise or if two was i i absolutely hate to um but i ended up putting this one as the second worst only because it was so fucking cool to see that the og cast back together it was like you know dude there's something like like every movie's doing it now like every movie and show is like 
is just doing it now, where they're like bringing back OGs. You know what I mean? Sad Tommy McGuire and yeah, no, they they got me by the fucking balls. Like, <laughs> every single time, like it's just like like bro, when they showed them on screen, I, I I was like just smiling like from ear to ear, like I was like wow, this is great. But then I think you as, might explode when Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. come back in like Secret Wars or some shit. That are like I'm like 40 years old and like they like come back in a multiverse movie like when <laughs> when the MCU is like all done. You're gonna like throw your popcorn. <laughs> you're gonna turn into soups <laughs> yeah i am um but yeah no like i like that's 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 really the only thing that i think the movie has going for it is that the 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 original jurassic park cast came back and it was a lot of fun to see them on screen um they all i think jeff goldblum um laura dern like everybody was exactly the same way at, or, or was acting the way that I pictured them to act. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Pictured them to, to, to be in this movie. And, and it was so much fun to see that. Um, I can't really say much else about it, though, <laughs> on the positive side. Yeah, I was going to actually ask you if you have any sort of emotional attachment or involvement with the Jurassic Park franchise. I don't have a particularly strong attachment to this franchise. I think Jurassic Park is one of the greatest movies ever made. In my opinion, I think it's a titan uh, in film history. But it's not like it's a movie that, like, it doesn't carry the weight that, like, the OG Star Wars does for me or something like Lord of the Rings or Indiana Jones. While I I absolutely love that movie, it's not like I have an, an emotional attachment to this franchise. So... I can look at these movies, even though I I love dinosaurs. Uh, I can look at this movie or this these movies without these like sort of rose-colored glasses, uh, so to speak. I think this is by far the worst Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World movie. I think you're kind of giving Jurassic, uh, Lost World Jurassic Park two a bad rep. I think that's the second best Jurassic Park movie in my opinion. Not to say that it's a good movie because I think it's like a very, very, like a colossal drop off from the first to the second best. But like, I I don't think there's any world in which two is worse than the third movie. I don't even think three is that bad. I I think three is a decent movie. Um, And I like Jurassic World 1 a lot. I think Jurassic World 1, they were able to kind of capture that feeling of oh my god, dinosaurs, like, dinosaurs on screen, this is awesome, Jurassic Park 1 was ahead of its time, I mean, mm-hmm. go back and watch the movie, there's some scenes in this with the CGI, like, that can hold up pretty well, you know what I mean, like, I think that know, movie, I think that movie holds up almost perfectly today, I think so, um, and Jurassic World obviously had some great CGI, especially with the amusement park, and, the way that they incorporated all that together, um, you know, it was phenomenal to see that. And and I I didn't even hate Chris Pratt's character. I thought um, Owen, I think is his name. I thought he was a good character <laughs> in the first one, but the second, the third I one, his character, his, I think, name. I it's his character completely falls off in the sequels. Like I don't know if it's just bad writing or Chris Pratt was just like phoning it in, or if the movies are just bad in general. Um, but you know, 
I lose a lot of uh, attachment towards his character after the first one. So, I think Owen and Claire are probably two of the worst protagonists ever in a movie series. I think they are so bland and so vanilla that it's like almost like it makes me want to like throw up how boring they are it's like stereotypical you know like if they were trying to make like an action movie like in the late 80s or something like you just cast these two like i don't even i don't know i don't even know where i'm going with this it's just like yeah vanilla is the best way to put it i i I, um and i love bryce dallas howard i mean oh she's 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 a great actress and great actress yeah and i was gonna say i mean the work that she does on mando i mean i'm i would be okay with giving her on star wars movie um but yeah no i just those don't cut it for me i'm a fan of chris pratt i think you're a fan of chris pratt too i know chris pratt gets a lot of hate um i'm like lukewarm on him i don't think he's amazing he's not the best actor ever but he's but i don't think he like i don't think he yeah he has he has like a good screen presence but I don't think he'll elevate a bad script in the way that other actors in sort of his caliber can, like a Chris Evans. Um, I think Chris Pratt really largely depends on who's directing him and the script that he is uh, performing. Like You know, you look at him in Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think he's phenomenal. He's great in the Lego movie. But then you have stuff like uh, the Jurassic World trilogy and uh, that movie with Jennifer Lawrence, Passengers, I think it's called. Or the um, one that just came out recently. Um, the military time travel one. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember Tomorrow. the name. Tomorrow War. Oh, yeah. And, and like those are just stinkers. Like he, ha- he definitely has more stinkers than other actors of his caliber should. But I don't think he is a bad actor by any means. I just I don't know. It's it's weird. He's weird. He needs he really does need a good script and good direction to really shine. He does. And actually, another movie that I like him into is Onward. Oh yes, he's he's really good in Onward. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, just to get back to Jurassic World Dominion. Um. Not. There's not much going for that movie. I think that the movie has an issue where there was a lot of story, like a lot of plot points that were happening all at once. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to balance the different uh, group of cast members that are telling a different story in one movie. Like, there's a lot of movies that come to mind that do it. Avengers Infinity War, um, Avengers Endgame does it well they both do it really well and this movie tries their best to kind of tell all these stories and then have it all connect at the end and it just doesn't work you know the, it feels a lot weird of, yeah it feels weird a lot of the stories like force and then there's whole, this whole thing about the genetics with the girl but like we're all here to watch dinosaurs so why do we care about that and then it's like none of the characters even really like have a connection so the fact that they meet and it's supposed to be like this whole big like reveal and it's just kind of like it just falls flat yeah i don't really care 
No, it falls flat. And and, and it's, what's funny too is like even though I I think that's the best parts of the movie is when they're all together. Oh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is definitely by far the best parts of the movie. It's still like it's vanilla. I mean, that's probably the way you said it earlier. It's vanilla. It's bland. It's like it's you know, it doesn't hit the same. Um, but like you know, like I said, seeing Sam Neill, which he looks great. You know, I think he's like he in does. his late. Dude, he's in his late seventies. What? Yes. In his late seventies. Yeah, I think he's like seventy-seven or something, and he looks Holy fantastic. Shit, he looks great for his age. Yeah, he looks great. Um, Jeff Goldblum is another one. I think he's like sixty-eight or something. Sixty-nine looks great. Oh, he looks um, amazing. And he was hilarious. You know, the movie also, which is not a spoiler, like it, it has a lot of corny lines, and there's one line in particular where <laughs> Laura Dern says to Sam Neill um, about Jeff Goldblum, where she was like he was asking if they still keep in touch, and she's like, "Yeah, he slid into my DMs." Like for word for word, she says, "Yeah, he slid into Stupid. my DMs." And like, honestly, like, even saying the line out loud isn't as corny as it comes off in the movie. Yeah, and I, I don't like. It's just, it felt so out of place. I was like, dude, what? Laura Dern's a good enough actor that I'm hoping to God that she didn't improvise that, and I'm just hoping that the scriptwriters oh. are just that bad. And, and they, they just did it, like, head. in one take. They're like, oh, we're on a crunch. The AD was probably telling them, like, yo, we have this. Uh, We have, like, five minutes left. We got to we gotta get this in one shot. Let's go. Boom. And then they're yeah. like, oh, fuck it. Well, we got to keep it. Yeah. I, I, I just – I don't even know how that movie, like – or not how that movie. How that line made it into the movie. But it did. Um, <laughs> And I, and I shook Pretty I rough. shook my head. Another line, too, was, like, you know, I'm not going to explain too much. But – um. You know, there's a whole plane action sequence, and when it comes to its end, the the main one of the characters was like, "Oh, I still got it." <laughs> like oh, it's just like those God. little corny lines where I'm like, "Okay, dude." <laughs> like, yeah, it's why like... Jurassic Park didn't have at least from what I remember, Jurassic Park one, two, and three never really had those corny lines. They had funny lines, but not. But like corny. you could have corn, you could have like corny lines and pieces of dialogue and it still come across like funny like okay it was like supposed to be like corny, cute you know? yeah cute yeah. funny. this, this was, was like just cringe. cringe yeah it was just cringe not funny yeah yeah so like i left the movie and i felt like i felt a lot of emotions i was mad at myself for wasting two and a half hours watching this but i was also kind of sad because I love the first movie. So seeing these uh three main characters uh back together should have been like a super amazing, super uh happy um uh, moment you know in in this movie going experience and I found a review on Letterboxd that I think really summarizes my feelings on this movie perfectly. Uh, this is a review by David Chen. He is a film reviewer and the host for the Filmcast podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. This is his review on Letterboxd. Have you ever wanted a band from your childhood to reunite? Then one day, after decades of anticipation, they finally do. 
you dutifully drive 75 minutes to go see them in concert at a local arena show. At first, you can't contain your excitement. It's those people you loved, doing the thing you loved them for, together after so many years. But then you slowly start to realize, maybe it's not so great what you're watching. One of the band members can't hit the same notes quite as well anymore. It actually sounds bad now that you're listening more closely. Another one has had a tough life and the metaphorical scars to show for it. One of them clearly doesn't even want to be there. It slowly dawns on you that this exercise is not an occasion for excitement. It's actually really sad. What capitalist machine deemed it necessary to drag these people out on stage? And for what artistic purpose other than to cash in on your nostalgia? You didn't know what you really wanted after all, which was just to hold the fond memories of these people as they were in your mind. Anyway, I just watched Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> Bro, that's perfect. That's like literally word for word how I felt walking out of this movie and being like, damn, what a wasted opportunity. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree. Like, you know, like I said, the, the best parts were when you first see them, the OG cast. It's it's like. You know, like, you well, get that. when they're all together because they're introduced separately. Yeah, when they're all together, that's like that's the best part of the movie. Seeing the OG cast for the first time, like when they first introduced them, was phenomenal. You get that sense of like happiness where, like you and I probably got when we saw Tobey Maguire and Andrew in Spider Man No Way Home. Like, oh yeah, where you're just like, wow, man, like this is what I grew up on. But then the movie just fucking just shits all over it. Um, yeah, it just gets dumber and dumber and dumber. I mean, I guess dumber. like. I think we could, I think we're good to talk about spoilers now. Um, you know, we've oh, yeah. so Jurassic, enough. Jurassic World Dominion spoiler conversation starting right now. Dude, I think that for one, you know what pisses me off is that not that Jurassic World 2, I forget the name of it, uh Lost Kingdom or whatever. Um is that what it's called? Lost World, Lost World. Lost World. Um, not that, that that movie's, you know, great in any way. I think it's it's good. Not anything spectacular. But they the movie ends on an interesting note where, like, holy shit, the dinosaurs have been released. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, what are they going to do now? And this movie just, like... It's just like, yeah, like we're living with them. That's it. There's nothing you can do. Like, I was thinking that going into the movie, like, they're going to have. Are you talking about Jurassic World 2 or Jurassic Park 2? Jurassic World 2. Oh, I don't remember what that one's called. Whatever. Um, Jurassic World 2, like, the way it ends is where all the dinosaurs, like, they're released into the wild. So I thought that, you know, after that movie ended, I was like, wow, this third one's going to be great. They're going to have to figure out a way to either capture them, put them back on the island, or, like, release something in the air that kills off the dinosaurs because there's no fucking way in hell that we can live with dinosaurs roaming the earth. Did you notice that the second Jurassic World and this Jurassic World have the same exact ending? Both movies end with dinosaurs out in the wild and narration saying, well, I guess we got to live with them now. Yeah, like, so this third movie, like... It's like, what was it? Like, nothing happened. They saved... They saved the world from locusts. 
but like nothing happens because the ending of the third movie is literally the same as the end of the second movie. Yeah. Except I guess they're like on a reservation now, but not even all the dinosaurs are on a reservation now. It's just like that specific cluster of dinosaurs, uh, that was on that compound. So it's like, what was even the point of all of this? And then you have like this girl who is like a genetically engineered clone and she's integral to the locusts and it's like dude i'm here to watch dinosaurs i don't give a shit about any of this other stuff yeah 1000 percent. i actually i don't know how that how that script I, like, i'm who assuming green, who green lights this yeah like i'm assuming the script went through at least like 10 people like for the movie this big it had oh. to yeah like and people were like, they legit thought this was the best thing that can come out of it. Like, um, this movie made me want to come home, pack up my bags, catch the next flight to L.A., and sit outside, like, Warner Brothers and just say, give me $200 million and I'll make a better movie than this. Yeah. Yeah. I. Um, like, this is the kind of movie that should inspire young people like us to go out and make movies. Because if someone can go out and green light something like this and watch it go all the way through the steps of production up until the movie releases. And this can get made with so many like errors and continuity and editing errors. There's a shit ton of editing errors that I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, There's one in particular that I want to talk about that was like egregiously bad, but this should be the type of movie that like inspires young filmmakers to go out and make movies because if this can get made, you can make anything. Yeah, and you know what pisses me off? Like, I don't want to say pisses me off, but, like, you know what irks me is that, like, there's always that crowd. Um, You know, you and I both know people like this where they're like, bro, all these movies are just trying to hit the nostalgia and, and that's how they're luring you in. And, yes, they ab- I don't disagree. They absolutely are. Spider-Man No Way Home, yes. Obi-Wan Kenobi, definitely. But if you could tell a good story... With that, at the end of the day, good. it doesn't matter. Yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't you're matter. good in my like, eyes. But this movie is a product of 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 like, oh, dude, we're gonna get them with the nostalgia, and it just falls flat. Like, you could have right, you could, dude, if you gave this this these cast members and the setup that the second one did to like a better director, a better scriptwriter, bro, I'm sure we could have got something really good. It just it just seemed oh, like yeah. half assed. It seemed forced it seemed no joke this might be the worst movie we reviewed on this podcast it, it it yeah it could be um i would have to go back and look at the episodes but i think this might be and if it's not it's definitely in contention um you know colin uh colin trevor Tra- trevor i'm pretty sure it's trevor colin trevor like you know he he gets a lot of and and i'm gonna like watch what i say because i don't know what happens behind the scenes but it seems like he's very highly respected in hollywood um i don't quite get it i don't i'm not gonna put the blame on him um i think there's talent there but i think this movie is sort of it suffers from too much i feel like maybe meddling from a studio um i can i wouldn't be surprised if 
behind the scenes there were a lot of issues in pre and post production. Um, yeah, like Star Wars sequel trilogy, fucking trouble. Yeah, definitely. yeah, it wouldn't surprise well, me. So I'm not gonna put the blame on Trevor. He, I, let me say this: I I know for, I do know that he wasn't supposed to direct a third one. Exactly. It was, it was like a J.J. Abrams type of situation exactly. with Star Wars. And that is never going to end well. If you're not giving the next guy like full creative freedom, at the end of the day, whoever you're going to hire is going to be a mouthpiece and a puppet. So I'm not going to put the blame on Trevorrow. I think the blame is on the studio. But there's a lot of things wrong with this movie. There's like I, w- I want to bring up that editing error. Uh, towards the end of the movie when the dinosaur, I don't remember what it's called, uh, the Giganosaur or some shit. I don't know. Gig- yeah, Giganosaurus or something. When it's when it's attacking, you know, our heroes on this sort of like platform, and it's gonna like bite Laura Dern's character, and it hits the ground underneath her, and she slips, and Chris Pratt goes to save her. When it cuts to a sort of like wide angle, you can clearly see that the roles are reversed, and she is saving him, and it's kind of jarring, and then. I didn't it goes catch back. That. If you ever rewatch the movie, which I hope you don't, but if you ever rewatch it, and I'm sure this will be on TikTok or YouTube or something, because it was like I saw it and I was like, "Whoa!" So then the camera angle goes back, the shot changes, uh, so it's kind of like an over the shoulder, and it's Chris Pratt helping her up again. But then the shot changes to the previous one again, and you can clearly see Laura Dern helping up Chris Pratt and run, and them running away, and then it's like. How did nobody catch this? I think that they did catch it, but all the footage they had were probably not going to fit. Seamless. It had to. That has to be. It has to be the only answer. They had to like that. My logic is that they just didn't have the right footage, so they were like, literally, bro, fuck it, throw this in. No one's yeah, going to notice. And like I the shots go by quickly. Logic. It's like less. It's like maybe less than a yeah, second. It's but those it happens quick twice. action shots. It's those quick action shots where they're like. It'll show something for like really quick and then go back to what you were seeing originally. Like, um, you know, I I know what you're talking about. Like, it was pretty jarring, bro. I was like, damn, that completely took me out of the movie. And that's that's unacceptable for a movie of this of this cal like of this magnitude. Like, you know, yeah. the movie probably had at least two hundred million dollars worth of a budget. You know, movies like this, Star Wars, Marvel. I mean, you know, like I I love the MCU stuff, but even Marvel. They fuck up on CGI and stuff like that. Um, it's unacceptable when 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 you have this much money going towards the film and and there are gonna always be editing problems. Like every movie has them, but something that obvious like that's that's it's, just that can't be. It should never happen. happen. It should never happen. It should never happen. Yeah. Um. You know, I guess like to to conclude with my thoughts on it um you know it, it sucks um it does it does <laughs> chris pratt like i guess he's a cool action star um and i like i said i love chris pratt um but doesn't do much for me bryce dallas howard doesn't do much for me um jeff goldblum and sam neill are probably my favorite part and laura dern were probably oh, my favorite yeah, parts yeah. of the movie but even yeah. then like just doesn't do much for me. That's that's my thoughts. And 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 the new character too. I forget her name. Just all she I was there. Not, I literally just left that movie theater and I do not remember her name. Yeah, I I I think that she was literally only there 
to say corny lines. Um, yeah, pretty much. And um, and Campbell Scott, the guy that played Peter Parker's dad in Amazing Spider-Man one and two, um, he was the the antagonist for the movie. Just, I couldn't buy it. Oh, I thought I recognized him from somewhere. Yeah, couldn't buy it. I mean, he has like a tan- like a temper tantrum in one scene that I was like. Yeah, he what? has like a yeah. I was like that whole scene is horrible, by the way. Horribly edited, yeah. horribly like dialogue is just like really fucking weird. Yeah, it's just not a good movie. It's really bad, but I will say one scene in particular that I liked um, is that scene when uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character parachutes in from the plane crash and she encounters the dinosaur who's blind. Yeah, and the dinosaur starts like hunting her. She's, like, trying to maneuver quietly, and then she goes, like, underneath the little pond, and then the dinosaur, like, hovers right over her, and the, and the camera sort of dips down, so it's, like, half That was a cool shot. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, okay. Yeah, and then that the movie was a good just, shot. I was like, at that point in the movie, I was like, okay, now that they're on this, like, now that the dinosaur plot is starting to kick in two hours into the movie, you know, maybe things will start to get better. And they get slightly better uh, when the two uh, groups of... Uh, heroes unite but but not enough it still sucks yeah it's let me it's, let me get your thoughts on this real quick um it's just another thing that I, it's just so forced like the last battle between the two or three dinosaurs and the one dinosaur is like pulling up to the fight and it has like the circle and like you can see oh, like Rexy a silhouette and, uh... Rexy well, saying, like, doing the Jurassic Park logo? Yeah, like when you're seeing the Jurassic Park logo and behind like the huge monument thing. Um, I mean, I liked it. Whatever. In but I was just like, of, this is... in a movie full of like, it's just stupid. accidentally I... stupid things. I feel like that one, which was done on purpose, I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I'll take it. I I felt like I was watching like Godzilla versus Kong during that scene. Like, except except like a way worse version of Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, which is Godzilla, saying something. Godzilla versus Kong, I'll give it to them. Like they were trying to embrace like the stupidness, um, and they did it great, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, that 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 thing took. I got taken out of the movie a million times. I yeah, didn't like it. Um, that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, um, I mean that pretty much wraps up my thoughts. Jurassic World Dominion, I would not recommend. Quite honestly, not a good movie. Don't watch it. Honestly, that's my backlog review. Don't watch it. Yeah, do something on, else. Do something dude, literally, else. Like, like you said, if that's the two and a half one, hours. If you're like, if you're still listening to this and you don't care, like, or like, if you if like you're interested, like, to know how the story ends, like, you know how it ends if you saw the second one. If if you want to watch this movie, if you have like an urge to watch this movie, just watch Jurassic Park instead. Yeah, and then it'll probably be like forty five minutes shorter. Cause this is a long movie, bro. This is a fucking Dude, like, long movie. I remember like looking at my phone and I was like, bro, like the plot has like yes. barely moved and we're an hour and forty minutes into this. Yes, it's stupid. It's insanely long. But I mean, whatever. Like, don't watch it. Yeah. Uh, um, so, <laughs> so that's my Jurassic World Dominion review or our Jurassic World Dominion review. But before we wrap this episode up, because it's already been fifty-five minutes, but I just want to bring up. One last movie really quickly. That movie being Top Gun Maverick. I've seen this movie twice now. I saw it... I don't think I saw it opening weekend. I think I saw it the weekend after it opened. And then like four or five days after the first time I had watched it. 
I love Top Gun Maverick. That is, it is so freaking good. I know you're yeah. a big fan of it, John. Yeah, I um, the, for the first Top Gun has like a chokehold on my family. Like I don't, probably your family <laughs> too. I don't know what it is with like adults. Um, you know, especially I mean, the ones who like grew up, in, uh, ones that grew up like in the, the older in the 80s. generation. Yeah, like the ones that grew up in the '80s. Like, bro, Top Gun like has a special place in their yep. hearts, and I and I get it. That movie was ahead of its time. Um, you know when it first came out. Um, but it's like looking back on it. Like I rewatched the other day the first one, and I was like, this movie has no plot. Yeah, literally, literally nothing. It's zero just plot to the last Tom five Cruise and Val Kilmer and vibes. Just- just chilling, volleyball and vibes, and some yeah. flying involved. But so, then this movie comes around, and it's like, whoa, this is yeah, like... They're like, okay, the lore, the lore is established. Let's actually create a story. Oh, yeah, yeah. This movie is like, inject that shit into my veins right now. This is a good, good movie. I don't know if it'll finish in my top 10 of the year. There's still a lot of stuff coming out this year uh, that I I'm think excited it might, for. But honestly, I would not be surprised if this movie finishes in my top 10. It's that good. And I'm really happy Glenn Powell, who plays uh, Hangman, is, uh, you know, sort of getting recognition. He's in Everybody Wants Some, which is one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. And he's a standout character in that movie. So I'm glad that he's sort of in this big budget blockbuster that everybody's enjoying. I'm happy for him. Yeah, man, I, like Top Gun Maverick is is, and if you haven't seen it and you're still listening, you know, go watch it. Like, take like watch it. I cannot it in believe I cannot believe how good it was. Yeah, like, like to it, be like, quite honest, I was not expecting anything near that good. I went into the movie with high expectations, and it still exceeded my expectations. I was on the edge of my oh, yeah. seat, cheering, clapping, like it was phenomenal. Um, oh, there were scenes in this movie that my audience erupted like i was watching avengers infinity war or yeah, avengers man. endgame that yeah, like man. i was like oh my god like i couldn't hear lines of dialogue i the second time i watched the movie i heard some lines that i did not hear the first time i watched it because people were just going fucking nuts yeah it's it's and i love that i i really love that like and and tom cruise man like say what you want about him man but like fuck does he fucking know how to like the guy knows fucking... how to make movies bro he knows yeah, how to he's make just movies. good at good. He's good at this movie shit. <laughs> he is. You can say what you want about his personal life, but you know, according to stories of him on set, he is nothing but a stand-up professional. He, uh, you know, comes in every day. He, with a love for his craft, a love for the crew. Apparently, he's an amazing person on set. Says hi to everybody. Yeah, uh, greets people's like, families he, and shit. He, uh, so like. Yeah, he's like the first in, like you know, hardworking first in, first, last one out, like on set kind of guy. Like, in my I, opinion, I, I can appreciate that. In my opinion, he is the last true movie star still around in Hollywood, and by yeah. that I mean he is the last actor who his involvement alone in a movie will get butts in seats. I think Leo DiCaprio is not on that level. Uh, because there are people who will like skip out on Leo DiCaprio movies because some of them might be too like artsy or like indie and whatnot. But I think Tom Cruise, if Tom Cruise is in a movie, people are going out to watch that movie. Like I, I think of like you know like my girlfriend's uh, you know mom and stepdad. Like 
you know, I, like I'll, if I'm ever hanging out with them or watching TV and a trailer comes on, like I listen to what they say and they'll be like, oh, this guy's in that movie. I want to go see that. The way that they look at Tom Cruise is like, yo, Tom Cruise is in this movie. Like, oh, then it we're must going, be good. We're go- yeah, we're going opening weekend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, nothing like he has so much like draw power. Like, I don't yeah. know what it is. Um, but like, I mean, said, it also doesn't hurt that all the movies that he's in are good. Yeah, you really like. I, I can't think like I can't think of a like a, of a horrible Tom Cruise movie. Because I'm sure at, if at I sit down least, and look at average. his filmography, I'm sure I could find like some average ones, maybe some questionable ones. But like, if you look at his blockbusters, like Edge of Tomorrow is great. Uh, this movie is great. The Mission Impossible movies are some of my favorite. It's one of my favorite franchises ever. So it's like, I mean, dude, like you can't count out Tom Cruise. Like he is putting people who have not been in a movie theater since pre-COVID and he is filling, he is taking their butts to a theater. It is insane. It is nuts. Yeah. I actually know so many people's grandparents and like parents that are like in their seventies and eighties, um, that, excuse me, that are like going to the theaters for the first time since like 2019 dude yeah three years ago i know people like that too four years ago and they're like yo like you know i i wanted i and there's these are people that are like you know still like like there's people that are like living you know with like with paranoid like they're paranoid by covid which you know if if like totally get it i totally get it um but they're like dude like I'm putting that to the side. I'm gonna go watch Tom Cruise yeah. and watch Top Gun. I know. Pe- I literally know people who are like that. It's it's, it's insane. It's it's awesome, man. It's great. It's to insane see, what like, this movie has done. Yeah, and dude, shout out to Joseph uh, Joseph Kaczynski, the director. Like that. What a tall order to to come in and and make a sequel to one of the most beloved friend like solo outings movies ever. Yep. And you made it even better. And. Yep. He doesn't have much to his filmography. Like I, I'm a big Tron guy. I love Tron Legacy. I like I Tron. I like Tron. I love the first Tron, and I love his Tron Legacy movie. Um, you know, when I saw that he was attached to Top Gun, I was like, "Oh, it'll be good. I think it'll be good." Um, but damn, I did not think it would be this good. No, yeah, it's it, it was amazing. Uh, so Top Gun Maverick, John and I both recommend. Watch it, go watch it. If it's still in a theater near you, watch it. Stop what you're doing after you listen to this and go and watch it on the biggest screen possible. It is yeah, like, literally watch it before you know what's coming out next. Elvis, uh, four is coming Marcel, out. Those um, movies. Well, I'm saying like like the like these bigger movies that are gonna oh, yeah. completely get it out of the get it out of the theater run. Yeah, like watch it before it leaves theaters because you need to watch this with huge speakers and a huge auditorium. Like agreed, one hundred percent agreed. Great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think that just about wraps it up for this week's episode. So that was Lightyear, Jurassic World Dominion, and some Top Gun Maverick for you guys. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the comeback episode. Stay tuned. We have an Obi-Wan finale that we're definitely going to be talking about uh, within the next couple of days. And we're both watching Elvis this weekend. I'm going to try to watch Marcel, the show with shoes on. Um, you know, black phone or dead phone, whatever the hell it's called, comes out this week too, right? So uh, I'm gonna yeah. try to watch that. I'll maybe give my th- yeah, give my thoughts on on next week's episode. Uh, so a lot of stuff coming for you guys. So stay tuned. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Tell your friends. 
uh, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. Definitely. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Peace. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.